y'all hey i know you missed me i know you did yo welcome back to ava's audible art studio okay i changed the name i just need to get into a few minor things before we get into this podcast y'all number one i did change the name of this podcast because art studio is just easier to say it kind of just seems like one word you know what i mean instead of art corner that's kind of dumb so we're gonna pretend that that name never existed ever and we're gonna pretend that we never saw that it never happened and it's ava's audible art studio now okay makes total sense also yeah i'm gonna post every other week not every week because i have a full-time job okay sorry i can't focus on this doing this every single week a freaking hour long episode that i actually want to put effort into and make good and entertaining for you guys so yeah i'm gonna be posting every other week on wednesday but on the other wednesdays i will be posting a regular youtube video even though i didn't last week but i will in the future okay i was just figuring some things out so finally now let's get into the episode Still, hey, how you doing? How you doing? I want you to share. If you're listening to this and you are enjoying it so far, the first episode and this episode, first of all, it's going to be getting better. So every episode is going to get better because I learn. I learn and improve. Okay, okay. So share it with your art friends, with your fellow artists, anyone who is maybe like a small artist wants to get better or like the best artist that you know make sure to share it with them okay thank you so much i love you all right so i thought today to intro you guys for my little intro i will be sharing some art history yes because i did my research if i'm gonna be the if i'm gonna be the leader of the art community you know i gotta do my research i got to fill your guys's brains with knowledge about art so i did and i took some notes i'm gonna be telling you guys about three paintings three old paintings um i watched i got all of these notes from a youtube channel called nerd writer you can also go and look these up like watch these videos that i watch and you'll learn the same exact things but he kind of talks in a very smart way and i have to like pause it and put on the subtitles and i have to pause it and read and like process it in my brain to figure out what he's saying because <laughs> he talks too smart for me so i'm going to be telling you what nerd writer teaches you but longer well maybe not longer but in a more stupid way so that you actually understand you know what i mean i'm telling you it in normal person words okay um i promise this is gonna make sense and it's also kind of interesting these <clears throat> so i'm gonna tell you this in chronological order so we're gonna start with um <coughs> sorry we're starting with caravaggio okay you probably know okay i never took any art classes in high school or whatever so i don't know what they teach you in art history class okay so if you know this already shut up <laughs> pretend you don't 
okay pretend you don't because i know better than you because i'm the leader of the argument okay whatever whatever i'm sorry i'm a narcissist and i talk about how much i look i talk about myself too much so <laughs> let's get into it so caravaggio he painted this painting in 1600 to 1605 ish the year 1600 like dang imagine living in the year 1600 that was literally 400 years ago life was crazy back then y'all so <clears throat> he lived during the high renaissance which during this time paintings were first of all very realistic there was no such thing as like abstract art back then everything was like realism because this is the type of communication that they had like this was their tv this was their radio this was their youtube video tiktok you know because they had nothing else so this is how and they couldn't read like most of them were illiterate so during the high renaissance paintings were devoted to ideal beauty you know of course because humans are obsessed with like celebrities and stuff you know like ideal beauty um linear perspective and balanced compositions like everything was trying to be perfect beautiful pretty but this is the painting that caravaggio painted the calling of saint matthew this is like one of his most famous paintings <coughs> So if you look at it, yes, it is realism, but it's kind of scary. You look at it and you're like, oh my God, what is happening? This is so dramatic. What's going on? What is happening? So this painting is basically a painting that he made for the Catholic Church um, because artists like got paid big bucks back then, you know, because they actually needed artists like because nobody could read there was no tv there was no movies there was nothing like this is how they communicated you know by looking at a piece of art so the catholic church um wanted paintings like this this is a painting of the moment that jesus christ which is this guy pointing his little finger on the right he calls matthew the tax collector to be his disciple and matthew is this guy right here pointing at himself being like me me with the little beard that's him okay <clears throat> so here's the little passage that this is based on it's matthew 9 9 he saw a man named matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth follow me he told him and matthew got up and followed him wow that's deep no but okay basically in the passage it kind of seems like immediate like basically jesus tells him follow me and then it's like he got up and followed him you know like it's immediate but this painting shows the moment of hesitation you know it shows the moment where he's like this random guy is just like follow me and he's like me follow you why are you gonna kill me what's gonna happen he doesn't even know but <clears throat> as you can see the symbolism in this painting okay let me explain let me explain because 
Matthew is looking at Jesus. The two guys on his left are looking at the money. They're obsessed with the worldly matters that is money. They're like, ooh, money, money, money. They're not even noticing the holy, the literal Holy Spirit in front of them. <gasps> okay. <clears throat> And then the two guys on the right, one is looking at Jesus, one is looking away from Jesus. So these two guys represent Matthew's indecision. Like, should I, should I follow him or should I not? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and yeah, so you, if you look at Jesus, you see his little hand and he's obstructed by, um, what's this guy's name? St. Peter. That's who that guy is in front of Jesus. And you can only see the side of Jesus's face. You can see his hand pointed at Matthew and you can see his little halo, the glimmer of his halo right above him. So yes. Um, let's see. Ba -ba 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 So these are basically, this is basically the type of painting that the Catholic Church wanted back then, because like I said, everyone was illiterate and the Catholic Church really wanted to hone in like the stories in the Bible to the people because it's real apparently. So they like, yeah, this really happened and they wanted to give it, give the stories like a human, like a realistic, like so you could see that it like really happened, you know, so they could put it in their minds you know they could brainwash the people into thinking that this really happened um <clears throat> you know what i mean uh the council of trent said art should strive to help christians understand and reconnect with their faith you know what i mean they're it's helping christians to understand the bible because they couldn't read back then it's was the crucial way to communicate the catholic stories okay it because the painting it's easily understandable you can tell what's going on and it immediately it also like the way it's painted with the darkness and the light coming in and the realism is like it immediately stirs like deep emotion in you like you know this is like dramatic you know like oh my god something's happening here look at the halo on his side like oh my god something's cr <gasps> you know it's crazy it's crazy <clears throat> it stirs deep emotion in you when you look at it okay some people didn't like the realism they thought it was like vulgar um but to others you could see the humanity in the stories his figures were revelatory, heightening feelings of identification and involvement that the church wanted. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyways, that's so yeah, that's pretty much it for this painting um, about Caravaggio. He was a sinner, apparently. He was not like... <laughs> He painted, he painted for the church, but he was not a good Christian. Okay, he fighted in, he fighted in the streets. Yep. Um, but yeah, he killed a man in 1606, and then he died in 1610 at age 38. So <laughs> that's Caravaggio.
Okay, so the next painting we're going to be talking about. So basically, like, I thought this was really cool because... Okay, let me continue talking about this painting because I thought that it was really cool because paintings today don't tell stories like this. They don't think about every single little detail like this because this is like... It's literally like a movie scene just in a painting, you know what I mean? Because if you just look at it, you kind of can't really tell what's going on. You're like, okay, there's a guy pointing at another guy and then he's pointing at himself and then... But like... <coughs> literally if if this was in the bible like imagine if this painting was in the bible where matthew 6 6 was like it was like an illustration for the book you know then the bible would be so much more interesting <laughs> i don't know you know what i'm saying though like they thought about every single little tiny thing they had a point there was a point to the lighting there's a point to these two guys over here and these two guys over here and there's a point to like you get it paintings like paintings don't be like this anymore y'all we need to put more effort into what we are doing but whatever okay now you're going to this next painting was painted in 1642 okay so this is like 40 years after the last painting rembrandt you probably also know of this guy the night watch is what this painting was called <clears throat> sorry the night watch is rembrandt's most famous piece okay he this wasn't even like meant to look like this it, he when it was originally painted it did not look this dark and drama dramatic it was literally just at the time this was a genre of painting where they just painted um civic guard portraits like just a bunch of guys standing around because they were like famous or whatever okay but this painting is like the only civic guard portrait that is like shown in schools today because the guy who painted it was low-key making fun of them <laughs> let me tell you why so after like years of this painting existing it kind of like darkened and turned this whole thing super dark and dramatic um because it used to be like not even a nighttime scene it used to be it wasn't even supposed to be called the night watch it's just like some random guy saw this painting and called it the night watch after like years of it fading away and becoming dark so yeah it used to be a daytime scene but <coughs> um basically a dutch civic guards this is a painting of dutch civic guards um in the 16th and 17th century and basically they are groups of well-to-do amsterdam citizens like basically they're just citizens who are like rich or whatever they're tasked with keeping the peace should threats come to the city walls <laughs> so they basically like don't have any training or whatever um <laughs> they're just supposed to like be tough guys and like fight for okay so the shadow and the light and the like action in this piece represents drama they loved the drama back then because it's like a movie scene in a 
portraits you know what i mean it's like you look at all the little tiny details of all the different people and their faces and like what they're doing and you can it's like a movie scene the drama's going on you know what i mean and the fact that it's like so dark and the painting looks like how the painting looks as a whole you can tell like it stirs deep emotion in you you can tell there's something going on you want to know what's going on they're like ooh, hold up so anyways um yeah so the focal point is the captain and the lieutenant right here in the middle these two guys so the captain is the guy in the black and he's holding out his little hand this is like the most famous part of this piece he's holding out his little hand it looks so 3d if you look at his hand close up i will for the for our um youtube watchers i will show you this painting of course on the screen but if you're listening to audio you just have to listen to my words and imagine so he's holding out his little hand it looks so 3d these people were so good at painting and like foreshortening perspective all that like oh my god i can never um so yeah um that's the captain holding out his little hand and then the lieutenant is the guy in the white right beside him um everyone is like moving away from these two diagonally which is making them the focal point like if you see these people on the right their little swords and stuff their little their little spears their long sticks <laughs> are moving away diagonally and the this guy's gun you know this the flag the other poles they're also moving diagonally like it's like a action like y'all i don't know how to speak they're like driving away from the focal point so it makes your eyes go towards them of course duh so <clears throat> um he also mimics depth of field making what's in the back super blurry and far away and darker and the stuff in the front like the hand is very much clearer more in focus so it's like you're really there looking at it crazy and okay so the guys in the back with the guns are mimicking the three main actions associated with that type of gun at the time so the first guy's loading it um second guy's firing it and the next guy's cleaning the gunpowder so basically that just like shows i guess like how much thought they put into it like they symbolize this is what you do with the gun apparently i don't know they thought about their paintings a lot back then i feel like that's kind of obvious to do if you're painting but whatever i'm sorry i'm sorry remember i can do that <laughs> no i'm just kidding okay but look this is something this is something so smart like oh my god you're ne you're be this is something i would never think of but if you look the captain's sh hand's shadow is holding on to the his, okay it, it's on the lieutenant's jacket but the shadow is on the emblem of amsterdam which is in, like embroidered in the lieutenant's jacket so his hand is like holding on to the emblem of amsterdam so basically it's symbolism for how much he cares and like he's like <coughs> words 
y'all please tell me what the word that i'm like it's he's cradling the emblem of amsterdam in his hand which is like just showing how much he cares and he's supposed to like care about amsterdam like oh my god you know what i'm trying to say y'all please god it's symbolism and it's crazy it's like oh my god you would ne never thought about it and if you stare at this painting for long enough you would notice that and it's like <sighs> it's kind of like an i spy book y'all know what i spy books are i know you do where it's like you just look and you the more you look the more you can see what the story is that's going on like i know that's what they always say about art like the more you stare at it the more you get it but like for real like they really thought about every single little tiny thing like oh my god so <coughs> anyways sorry yarish um so okay basically the light the lighting is very important in this painting apparently it's called um chiaroscuro okay that's what the lighting effect is called in this effect of deeply contrasted light and shadow that's what it's called in this piece even though i don't even think it was supposed to be like that but it is now so and it the, they also had chiaroscuro in the last painting too with the dramatic lighting um it it creates intense drama it's almost like the light becomes part of the subject um and so basically he used this to highlight first of all the little girl in the back right next to the captain the little girl is like kind of just staring at them and then the lieutenant is also like the lightest person in this entire painting and they're both like surrounding the captain um isolating him which is also symbolism i'm not even gonna explain it but you get what it means okay and basically he basically really highlighted the lieutenant because the lieutenant is a second in command but basically the captain tells him what to do and then he's supposed to lead all these random guys in the back and tell them what to do because the lieutenant is technically like the most important person but actually it's supposed to be the captain because the captain like has his hand and he's like let's go let's lead forward but then the lieutenant is like actually the most important person because he actually does the action and tells people what to do okay <coughs> um so yes, every man's highlighted, every man's face is highlighted, okay, lost in their own world. So this is basically moments before they set out to do whatever they're going to do for the day, you know what I mean? And this is how the artist was making fun of these people, okay, because basically at this time, it was near the end of the 80 years war with the Spanish, and they were the Dutch which I guess is Amsterdam. That's what you call the people. Dutch? Don't ask me. I don't know. They were prosperous and they were more ceremonial than necessary. So basically, they were being men and they were like, oh yeah, we're so amazing. We can do whatever we want. But at this point, they don't really know what they're doing and they're actually stupid. And they're just like playing around with their little weapons. They go to work, they play around with weapons and they talk and they get portraits painted of them because they think they're so important and fancy because they're winning the 80 years war or whatever so basically it's just a club for men to come around and play with the little weapons um and so he was basically making fun of them because if you look at all these people they really don't really know what they're doing like 
you kind of doubt that they're gonna win whatever they're about to do because they all look like they didn't really know what they're doing you know what i mean they're all just like fooling around anyways the endless jockeying between light and dark chaos and order and nation versus individual okay that is what makes you doubt that they're gonna win whatever they're about to do the endless jockeying <laughs> dude i'm telling you nerd writer talks in words that you like he the way he makes a sentence it's like i wouldn't never even think of this in my entire life i'm too stupid to like make words go together like this but i wish i did because as you can see i don't know how to explain anything but that's okay because you get what i'm talking about right <laughs> right 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 all right <clears throat> so the last painting we're going to be talking about is kind of way more recent um you also may have seen this on tiktok it's called christina's world by andrew wyeth and this is one of the most recognizable american paintings of the 20th century it was in 1948 which was literally like my grandma was probably alive i don't know what year my grandma was born but she definitely was alive back then probably so this is the painting is basically of a woman laying in a giant field with two houses in front of her she's looking at her house and there's another house in the background and she's like on a hill field thing laying there looking up at the house so <coughs> Um, basically, this is a good professional painting because the composition is great. There's a balanced composition. The woman's shape, like, draws you diagonally across the canvas towards the house where you want to look next. So first you look at the woman, and then you look at the house up there, and then you look at the other house. And then you come back down to the woman, you know? You go down the hill, down back to the woman. So that's why it's a good professional painting. All right. But the story that's going on, if you look closely at this woman, look, so she looks like a normal woman, right? But then you look at her hands and her arms and you're like, hold up, why is she looking like a skeleton? Why does she look like a Holocaust survivor? Why? <laughs> Not funny, but seriously, she looks like sick, like what is happening? And you look at the house and you're like, wait, why is she like in a giant field, like so away? And she's just like crawling around. Yeah, the colors are really muted and you don't really know what's about to happen. You're like, is the house about to explode? Did she just kill her entire family? Like what's going on? Yeah, it's kind of spooky. So when we look at this, we're desperate to know the story. Like we try and put ourselves in her place. What's going on? But still it doesn't it doesn't take away the feeling of not knowing you know there's like tension you're like oh my god what's about to happen why is she staring at the house like what <laughs> so <clears throat> that's basically it for this painting because there's kind of not much to talk about about it except for the house and the girl and the other house and the field but this is the actual real life story of the painting and how Mr. Andrew Wyatt was inspired to make this. So, 
The woman in this painting is a real person named Anna Christina Olson. Christina's world. Her name was Anna Christina Olson. She lived in 1893 to 1968 and she lived she lived in this house that she's looking at with her brother. Um, she basically had a neuromuscular disorder that made her unable to use her legs. Basically, she couldn't walk and she didn't. She refused to use a wheelchair. So she just like crawled around with her arms all the time, like literally all the time. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, Christina was 55 at the time of this painting. But if you look at the if you look at the woman, she doesn't really look 55. And that's because the artist used his wife as a reference for her body or whatever. The only thing that actually looks like Christina is the arms. Um, and yeah, he saw Christina like crawling around um, one day and the painting idea was inspired. It popped into his head. Oh my God, painting idea. Ba -bing. So yeah. Um, and basically this was just a painting that represented Christina's whole entire life where she just crawled around because she couldn't walk and she lived in this house for her whole life and it basically just represented her whole life her weakness strength vitality connection she had to the house and the land and yeah that's literally it it's not really like I said those old paintings that's all that they had was paintings so they literally probably spent years or something on those paintings like thinking about every single detail i don't know how long they probably spent on that painting but it they probably spent a very very long time thinking about all the little details in this one it's kind of just like not as thought out you know but it's still beautiful like it still represents this woman and her entire life and like you look at it and you're like what's going on like it gives you it just gives you an emotion when you look at it you just feel and you're like wait what is happening like the tension but then you learn the story behind it and you're like oh my god wow <laughs> you know i don't know something about it it's like really interesting to me and <clears throat> It's beautiful because it represents, first of all, the artist and his connection to this lady and who she was, but also like the lady in her life. Like imagine somebody, just a random person that you know that's an artist just painting this and it represents your life. But also it's kind of weird that he used his wife as a reference. Like what? Was Christina like too ugly or something for you to use her body as a reference? Like bro but whatever it still gives the painting like a more ideal beauty you know so it's whatever you know what i'm trying to say like it looks more beautiful to the average person in society you know but still it's pretty epic it kind of reminds it should also be like in a book there should be a book about this and it should be like an illustration in the book <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah those are the three paintings that i'm talking about today hope you guys learned something um, because I definitely did. So, yeah, I just kind of like looking at old paintings because the farther back in time, the more like, <clears throat> the better the artists were, 
you know, because that's all they had was just art. It's kind of great. And now, nowadays, art, like, we have, like, such abstract art that means literally nothing except for what you, whatever you interpret it to mean. But back then, like, the paintings literally represented stories and people thought it was real. Like, people believe, like, oh my god, Jesus, like, that's literally what happened. Like, they literally painted the literal Jesus with the literal halo. But, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, it's just really interesting. So anyways, they really just don't be making art like that anymore, y'all. <laughs> but, they just make art to look pretty nowadays. But no, I want to see the drama. Whatever. So yeah, I'm going to be talking about a topic that I wanted to talk about today is how music inspires art because music, I don't know, I could not live without music, y'all. Literally, music helps you romanticize your life. It helps you figure out like the vibe that you're going for. It put it gives you an emotion. Like if you listen to sad music all the time, you're going to be sad. <laughs> you know, you're going to be thinking sad thoughts while you listen to the music. You're going to be feeling sad. If you listen to happy music, you're going to be like, oh, oh my God, wait, like, look, it's actually a sunny day and life is actually beautiful. And I kind of just want to go skip around outside, you know, <laughs> but yeah. So let me tell you guys some of my current favorite songs because i feel like i have really good music taste y'all especially recently so this is my i make a new playlist every single month this is my september playlist okay i'm gonna be these are also like pretty happy songs also did you guys know that 70 percent of people are listening to old music right now because new music that is coming out is so bad 70 percent of people are listening to old music or something like that. I don't know where I learned that from, but I just know. It's a fact. Nobody's listening to new music because it all sucks. So, yeah. So, I have been listening to... Um, Fleetwood Mac is such a sleigh. Like, as long as you follow. Like, I just listened to that in the car and I'm like, my god i'm vibing out right now so hard like it's such my vibe you know what i mean like i really wish that i could play music on this podcast but i can't because copyright frick copyright guys can we make copyright illegal let's just use <laughs> let's use other stuff for free let's use other artists work for free and make it our own i <laughs> i'm joking but i wish i really just wish i could play music on youtube like come on come on i'm not making money off this y'all come on anyways um yeah so fleetwood mac is a sleigh it is such my vibe it's so like it's beachy it's beachy it's happy but also it's like guys i wish i'd just listen to the freaking song and you will understand as long as you follow or i could sing it to you but then you won't understand because <sighs> it's just not as good 
I wish I could sing. I wish I had a voice like Ariana Grande. That would be insane. If I had a voice like Ariana Grande, literally you guys would not even understand. Like, I would rule the world. God gave me this. <laughs> God gave me this, this, um chain smoker of a voice because he didn't know that i could actually have some incredible potential potential if i had a voice like ariana grande um yeah also okay these songs are kind of cringe but if you just listen to it like one republic i ain't worried that song from um top gun 2 the newest top gun like where the hot guys are dancing around on the beach <laughs> like but it's a good song listen to it one republic i ain't worried like you just listen to that and like it's a good vibe like imagine you're in the car wearing your favorite pair of sunglasses in a cute outfit going somewhere that is totally stress-free like the beach or like to hang out with your friends or whatever and you're just listening to that song it's like yeah hey like it's incredible and also other songs like that um i lived by one republic on top of the world by imagine dragons west coast by one republic like yeah they're cringe yeah, they're like old and cringe and like it's like I'm on top of the world. Hey. I'm on top of the world. Hey. Come on, that's a good song. <laughs> Come on. Like if you music is the soundtrack to your life. Like if I had a movie and I wanted songs to be my soundtrack, if I wanted my playlist to be the soundtrack to my movie that I would hypothetically have. I'm on top of the world, eh? I'm on top of the world, eh? And be for the while now, taking my news to the dirt. Like, come on, that's an epic song. I mean, yeah, like, nothing that I do in my life gives me actually that, like, happiness that I feel when I listen to that song. Like, nothing that I do in my everyday life gives me that vibe where it's like I should be listening to that song. Unless I'm like on the boat or something. Unless I'm like on vacation. But anyways, I do listen to that song on a daily basis and just when I'm doing my everyday mundane tasks and it makes me feel good, okay? <coughs> okay. Also, um, erm, 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 let me see, let me see another one. Dog Days Are Over by Florence and the Machine. <sighs> I listened, to, okay, first of all, I love this song. Second of all, I heard it in the grocery store. They were playing it at like Harris Teeter or something. And I was like, oh my. <laughs> Stupid. The dog days are over. The dog days are gone. You know that song? It's so good. Y'all, you don't even understand. Seriously. Seriously. So yeah, those are the like vibes of songs that I love at the moment. This, okay. So... Music, how this has to do with art, let me explain. The art that I am currently making 
is mainly for content purposes. I don't have insane symbolism like they used to in the 1600s. I don't like make incredible oil paintings that have insane symbolism that make you feel deep emotion when you see it. No, I just mostly make things that look cool to like tween artists on the internet on TikTok and I make stuff so people like the video and share it with their friends and are inspired by it and want to create something similar to improve their skill basically <clears throat> but when you listen to music you daydream okay i'm an insane daydreamer okay i'd be thinking like if you watch a movie right let's say you watch a movie you get inspired okay like music makes the movie the movie you know if there was no music in the background to a movie it would be so boring you know what i mean but like especially like disney has amazing songs in the background like iconic music in the background like star wars like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like insanely iconic movies have incredible composed songs in the background that are literally iconic and so famous and like you listen to it and you already know like the vibe like, you already know the vibe <sighs> music is incredibly important for your life to inspire you to live the life that you want to live and make the art that you want to make so if you're listening to sad depressing songs all the time or if you're listening to songs like okay alex g is so popular but his songs are such bad vibes okay hold on i need to listen to an alex g song and i need to like sing it to you guys so you know what i'm talking about alex g i can't be what you mean i am stuck in a tree i am stuck in a tree are you guys serious is that seriously your favorite artist what are you trying to do with your life that is like a song for someone who sits around and watches tiktok all day you need songs that inspire you to go have fun and live your best life and go to the beach and make friends and go on vacation and travel the world and meet new people and new, see new places and think of beautiful things and want to go outside in the sun and have a beautiful day. That's the kind of songs you need to be listening to, okay? Like, I'm not judging you. You can listen to whatever songs you want to listen to. But if you listen to screamo music, I don't get it. Like, why? Why? Are you actually that traumatized? <laughs> look, look, some music is just blatantly good. Like it's just a good song. Like anyone knows that that is a good song. Like Taylor Swift's old songs, those are just blatantly good songs. Like freaking disney movie soundtrack songs blatantly good songs like disney princess songs like songs from the little mermaid like 
those are just blatantly good songs like anyone can know that a whole new world like that's such a a good song and i'm not saying you need to listen to disney princess songs but you need to listen to songs that give you the vibe that you want to have everything like i said in the last episode whatever you like is your personality whatever you like is you basically the way you decorate your room the way you dress yourself what you say what you do your hobbies your interests the people you surround yourself with the music you listen to the movies you like your favorite songs that all defines who you are that is your personality and that is you that's what makes your personality it's what shapes your mind <sighs> so if you're listening to alex g and freaking deftones and sad depressing like emo screamo songs all the time and like the worst rap music you've ever heard in your like there are good rap songs there are good rap songs like blatantly good but there are also rappers that are just bad why are you listening why why there are so much better like just blatantly but like anyone like songs are popular for a reason because everyone knows that those songs are good you don't okay whatever listen to whatever songs you want make whatever art you want i just don't understand like if you want if your style is like emo and you draw sad people and you draw you just like scribble on a page with your dark charcoal and you just add red blood like um paint splatters to look like blood you're like this is what my sketchbook i scribble on i want to get my emotions out because that's what i feel then maybe yeah listen to emo screamo music but that's not me the vibe i want to have is happy slay everything's beautiful i'm just living my cute little romanticized life and i listen to my happy songs but not too happy not like if i were a fish and you caught me said like yeah that's a cute little song but it's a little on the nose (laughs) it's a little bit like i'm five years old but yeah it needs to like have some taste you know it needs to have like a vibe to it like you can't just be like shimmering in the sun such a rare one can't believe that you got one (laughs) yes i know every lyric to that song (laughs) okay anyways so yeah i just wanted to let you guys know that (laughs) whatever you want to be in life imagine your dream self what music would that person listen to would it be alex g (laughs) No, please say no, because who, what, what, like, imagine yourself at 50 years old, like, rich, like, living the best life, doing all the things you want to do, like, about to retire, like, married to the person you want to be married to. Are you listening to Alex G? (laughs) No, you're not. Okay, please say no. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm an Alex G hater. Fuck that song. It's terrible. It's not music. 
Like, imagine, like, okay, Bohemian Rhapsody is just, like, a blatant good song because it's a blatant good song. Like, I can't explain it. It's just a song. Alex G, compare an Alex G song to freaking Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, it's not music. Like, it is music, but it's bad music. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. Anyways, next topic, I'm going to be talking about creativity because art block is a real thing for a lot of people. And I feel like art block is, first of all, it's not like a real thing, but I mean, it's a thing that people experience, but art block is not like actual disease that you have, you know, it's just you don't feel inspired. You don't really know what to make. You're kind of in a stuck point. I get this a lot. Like a lot. It might not seem like it. Or it might. But I do. I sometimes don't draw for weeks. Because I don't know what to draw. I don't know why. What's the point of making art? Especially in today's day and age when like art. Like what's the point of it? Like we don't live in the 1600s anymore. We have TikTok. We have movies. We have all this type of other creative things that we actually are way more influential on people besides like a picture of a beautiful face. But still, you can still make money off of art and it's still like good to make. It's still good to recognize and learn the skill of making something that catches people's eye that people want to buy that <clears throat> I don't know you get what I'm trying to say and also making art is fun okay making art is just something that for, for me personally if you're an artist and you have passion for art you use art to cope and to express your emotions and so that's what you need to do if you're feeling art blocked maybe switch up your style maybe do something i know literally everyone says this but maybe just do like a little doodle maybe like you know do that thing where you make shapes with like a marker and then you draw little faces on it make a little bird or a little old guy or like a little fat guy laying down like you know the blobs like turn the little blobs into something but for real like you could do stuff like that you don't have to do that exact exercise but there are tons of exercises like that out there just make something completely that's not your style at all like even like go outside and do like a watercolor painting if you don't like paint ever and like going into a new environment not just making art at your desk but um going to a new environment maybe like going to an art class like a figure drawing class or something like that can really inspire you to get with other artists and see what they're making in real life like not even just like on the internet because you are always looking at the internet like be for real every single day you're looking at the internet and you're seeing what other people are making but if you go in real life and you see what other people near you other real life people in real life are making in real life that can very much inspire you like in your own town in your own city see what people are doing 
try and be like them or don't be like them be kind of like them but in your own unique way you know what i mean um and yeah especially trying you can also just try like a totally you don't even have to draw or paint you could do something totally different make a video like you can make a short film you can make a like animation like a whiteboard animation lego animation whatever that's a creative outlet like you don't whenever you're feeling creative whenever you're feeling like you should be doing something creative making stuff creating you could just create whatever like you don't have to create a drawing every single time if you don't feel like if you don't feel like drawing or painting don't draw or paint you can build a lego set you can crochet you can um like i said make a stop stop motion animation um you can write a story on like wattpad or something i used to do that all the time when i was young i used to write like wattpad stories i used i learned i taught myself how to code on episode interactive episode interactive i think i taught myself how to code through that and <laughs> just to make stories of like a girl and a boy like falling in love and doing the freaky deaky on episode like i taught myself how to code like just to make stories like that it was fun I totally forgot about that, but I did. It was epic. And it, that is a creative outlet because you're writing, you're learning a lot, actually. You're learning a lot. But hey, like, making an episode story is hard. <laughs> I watched so many YouTube tutorials on how to do that. You had to learn so much. But anyways, I did that when I was like 13. Like, I'm so smart. Anyways, you could do nail art, do a, make, a new makeup look. Um... You do like chalk outside, like do some chalk or something out in public, you know, make something beautiful. If you have talent and skill, you could do whatever you like, like go out in public and sketch like in a coffee shop or something. And then people will come up and be like, oh my God, wait, that's actually really good. You're so talented. Like, do you do this as a, for a living? And you're like, mm, yeah, I kind of do. Yeah. One time I went and I drew at the beach and like people were coming up to me and they're like oh that that looks so good and i was like thanks <laughs> like it's so much better like that's way more fun and inspiring than to just sit in your room and sketch by yourself and then you look at it and you're like this is ugly and then you go and you lay in your bed and you watch tiktok for six hours straight and you learn nothing and you do nothing but if because in real life people don't see people making art that's actually good so if you actually have real live talent and you go out in public and you're not like the best online but in real life you're really good you're so much better than the average person and that's not something that people see every day so that will inspire you when they compliment you and you're like wow and they're like wow you're really good and you're like oh my god actually thanks because i don't feel that good when i post on the internet and i get 100 likes but in real life people actually think this is incredibly talented and incredibly extraordinary <laughs> yeah anyways <clears throat> so okay the last topic that i want to talk about today let's get into it i'm gonna be talking about how art affects people nowadays like in today's day and age 
because art really like doesn't mean anything like we don't need art but we do we do but we don't it's not a necessity like it used to be in the 1600s like because we have videos like i said movies tiktok instagram all that but i do genuinely feel like people really need real art like these google minimalistic characters that they put on google y'all you know what i'm talking about if you don't i'm putting it on the screen right now this type of art please no god please no god Com this art compared to what they were making in the 1600s like this is not art what is this what is that like yeah i guess like cool like shapes like wow cool but it's so flat it's so meaningless it's like oh why 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 art is so much better if you see an actual good artist and good art you know it and it like makes you feel deep emotions but this this what is that it doesn't do anything to you it's like oh wow that's the person oh wow that's it it doesn't like oh you could do so much you could do so much but oh, sorry i just dropped my microphone anyways so art is definitely selfish um if you're like for the most part it's selfish to like make art because you're just making it because you love to do it you're making what you like to make um you are like you're just making what you like to make because you want to make it and you're hoping that other people will like it and you're like shoving it in people's face and you're like look, look at what i made look. do you like it do you like it because i like it and i made it because i like it do you like it we buy it so yeah it's pretty selfish but you can use it to change the world <laughs> yo that's crazy dog but stupid okay but um for real like if you are super passionate about a topic make art that represents that you know if you're super passionate about like if you're an activist if you're passionate about like abortion rights or something like that like black lives matter whatever make art about it because art stirs deep emotions in people good art stirs deep emotions in people so if you use that to stir deep emotions in people they will start to understand like use do what you can to make the world a better place honestly instead of just making pretty stuff that you like make meaningful art because that's what art is for like as you saw like with um the calling of saint matthew in the beginning of this video like art has a use it does like it's not just like a picture oh no it's a pretty picture no because it it's meaningful it has a purpose like it's not it's a deeper meaning and if you look at it and you actually pay attention and you focus 
on the real life and you actually notice things around you instead of looking at your phone all the time and you notice things <coughs> stuff has meaning like art has meaning i feel like people need to have art in their houses they need to be surrounded by art at all times art changes your mindset it makes you happy like it inspires you it motivates you makes you creative makes you want to do better things in the world like (sighs) actual good art changes people and like if i never had art like when i was a kid and i didn't have like you know like illustrations in my books or whatever and i didn't see like these animations when i was a little kid that like inspired me to want to do animation and do art and draw and stuff what would i be doing right now who would i be i would not be an artist if i didn't have that inspiration when i was a kid and even like today like what would i be doing i don't even know (laughs) that's crazy but yeah so art definitely has a purpose even if you feel like it doesn't use art to communicate what you want the world to know you know what i mean basically basically that's what i'm saying so yeah that's kind of all that i have for you guys today i really hope you enjoyed this episode of ava's art studio ava's audible art studio um can't wait to see you guys in two weeks um leave suggestions for what you guys want to hear me talk about in the next episode or future episodes from now i will definitely take those into consideration and thank you guys again so much for watching please like share with your artist friends and yeah i hope this inspired you i hope you maybe drew as you listen to this or create something painted sculpted whatever while you listen to this yeah love you guys so much i'll see you in the next one peace out